3: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
4: All right, taking your phone calls. Are you upset at the trade deadline yesterday that the Ravens came home empty-handed? Lots of thoughts on whether or not they should have given up more to go out and get somebody. The flirting with the Raiders about Josh Jacobs, uh, some of the rumors about Derrick Henry. Didn't hear any other names really linked to the Ravens. Did you guys hear anything about other positions, I mean, we heard rumors early on, but I think that may have just been speculation by fans about a pass rusher. Uh, there was some uh, interesting things about Washington and Baltimore maybe making a swap with Chase Young or Montez Sweat, but uh, you know, none of that came to fruition. Um, let's go to Kevin in Ellicott City. He wants to talk about
2: the Ravens. What's up, Kev? What's up, Jeremy? Ed, how you doing this morning? Good. All right. I uh, didn't see a big deal in us not really... I guess they were trying, like y'all have been saying, right? I'm sure the man was on the phone or whatever he had to do. Um, I feel like we got a solid foundation for this year's team. I, uh, the one thought I wanted to ask y'all about was when you go into more of like a trips formation, right? Do you think that would alleviate that extra defender in the sideline being the sideline? Because OBJ, He's basically getting doubled even when he's on the outside because of the sideline, right? Do you think that s- some simple adjustments like that can make the offense look better and make us not seem as if we need outside options to come in and help us offensively or kind of something roughly like that? Because it seems like we're kind of hamstringing ourselves putting OVJ on the outside because of the sideline a little bit. Just a little light thought for this morning. Right. Excited to hear what y'all think about it. You know what I mean?
4: Appreciate the call. I, okay.
3: Go ahead. I, uh, I, I didn't quite understand. I'm not criticizing just curious. What does he mean by talking uh, about hamstring mo- ourselves by putting him in the
4: moving him to the inside where maybe it's easier to get off the line, get into your routes. Okay. Uh, I, I that's my assumption. And Kev, if I'm wrong, uh, you know, you can give us a call back. But um the, the point is like you're in trying to figure out what's going on with the offense. Like Odell Beckham's still helping, right? He's getting flagged. You can say what you want. A 40-yard penalty is the same thing as a 40-yard catch, but it doesn't feel that way to Odell. I think that's why you saw some of the frustration out of him. You know, this is a guy that's coming back off an injury, wants to get in the end zone. By the way, it's his birthday this weekend. Is he getting in the end zone? Anybody? You think? <laughs> think for his birthday he's getting in? Do you, do you, like, people talk, gamblers talk about this stuff. Did you get, since birth well we always talk about wherever James Harden's playing all the strippers in la now are happy as hell um but you know like you would look at certain things and go yeah this is a bad spot or well, I'm worried about this guy in this location blah 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 and then now you look at this and say uh, is it a is this something where you know you look at an, an Odell Beckham coming in and with the injuries he's had you know obviously he wants to perform he wants to do do you think players talk about it like hey yeah I get so, what else Birthday? We got gotta touchdown. do the right thing. I don't know if they talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds stupid. I'm sure the coaches are like, "Shut up! Throw it to the open guy." But, um, <laughs> but yeah. So, I, again, like Seattle's going to be a. It's not going to be an easy out. I think the the way to beat Seattle is to throw on them personally. Not to say that they you won't be able to run on them. Um, I don't think their defense is great, uh, but you know they're they, they do have weapons on offense um, and can move the ball. Geno Smith's fairly accurate. So, you know all the things you want to say yeah. about him. Let's go to Jay in Baltimore. Jay, you're on the fan. What's up, man?
5: morning, gentlemen. morning. Um, I believe this is something like the movie Any Given Sunday where Arrow Cool kept asking for the ball. <laughs> I believe Lamar is telling them that he needs a number one receiver the way he keeps trying to feed Odell. I mean, it's, it's like he's coming to him every game, I need this ball for to make this amount of money or whatever. It's like we're force-feeding him and it comes to the point where you got the pass interference or you got a drop or whatever the case may be. Do you think Lamar is, like, indirectly telling him, I need a receiver, a, a true number one receiver? Because he forces it to him more than anybody else.
4: Well, that's something that we had kind of talked about, too. Like, is he forcing the ball? Is it something we made up in our mind? And ironically, in between shows, it's something we were talking about yesterday, right? Like, is he forcing the ball to Beckham? Do you feel like he is? I I don't
3: know, but people have been saying it. and People who I respect have been saying it, because I've, he- I've heard several people say it. I think Vinny was one of them. And, and by and, the way, and, and others from not our say, but saying that Lamar made up his mind he was throwing to before he threw, so he wasn't forcing to him. But he okay, that's my guy, and I'm throwing it anyway.
4: And, and that's what I wanted to get at, because some of it can be. It, it does forcing the ball doesn't mean that Bo- Beckham's getting ten targets a game. Are you throwing him the ball when he's not open? Are you trying to get the ball? To, you know what I mean? Like it's the same thing. Anybody that locks in on a receiver pre-read, unless you know you got the one-on-one matchup you see there in man, you know, Randy Moss used to get the old, uh, uh, he, he when you're driving by an 18-wheeler and you want him to honk the horn, he'd look over at Dante Culpepper and's like, come on, man, let's get our roll on. Just throw that pill as far as you can in the air and I'm going to run underneath it and catch it. Um, they, they had their hand signals and different things for that, but like... I don't think if Lamar was sitting like you're not going to come in now and start talking about I need a receiver I need a receiver after yeah. they brought in three first round receivers for you more right it's uh, technically back Four.
3: because Four.
4: I forgot about Aguilar yeah so mm-hmm. you've got weapons on offense you've yeah. got two tight ends that you like so they've got options yeah it's not about you don't have to have. So what's the problem? <laughs> well, I, I think part of it is scheme. And <laughs> Why are we not throwing downfield? <laughs> these guys are getting used to it, and yeah. accustomed to it. I mean, maybe it is part of the problem. And there was some talk about the Ravens being interested in making a move for a, you know, a big time receiver if if they would do that. People were trying to link Devontae Adams here. And again, that could have been just, you know, Reddit talk, barbershop talk, whatever you want to call it, social media, people just posting stuff. But, you know, there was uh th- those rumors floated out there, whether they were true or untrue. Um, but I, I still look at this like I think Odell Beckham is going to be fine this year if he stays healthy. I think the Ravens offense is fine, and they're going to figure it out and be better, but uh, we need to see more consistency out of them, and I feel like that's what's been lacking for a good period of time now. All right, 410-583-1057, that's the phone number. We've got Ryan Ripkin coming up at 830. A commission's Baltimore at 845. A few more guests, Daily Line. But up next, it's shovels. You got a shovel, Ed?
3: I do. It's to um, a, a school district in Utah for not – vetting a bus driver properly you're not going to believe this story i don't know if you've seen it but
4: it's crazy all right we're going to get to that i got mine as well so we want to hear from you get your shovel 410-583-1057 right here on 1057 the fan
0: call from mom answer it call silenced
1: instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game that's why they make ordering from your couch easy
0: Biggest idiots deserve the big bad shovel of wisdom. Sponsored by Jerry's Toyota and their exclusive benefits, including free service maintenance for four years or 50,000 miles. Visit Jerry's Toyota just north of the Beltway on Bel Air Road and online at jerrystoyota.com. 1057 The Fan.
4: All right, time for shovels. Here we go. Jeremy Conn, Ed Norris, here with you. Rob Long is off today. Ed, tell us about the goober that's getting your shovel.
3: Well, the son of a goober. is a district. It's a <laughs> Granite School District in Utah. Okay. Now, I don't know if this is excessive, but he's been suspended. A bus driver, Michael Ford, Michael Austin Ford. Use a third name. He's been arrested. For setting the school bus's electrical equipment on fire. Uh.
4: So why did he do it?
3: I don't know, but he's sitting at a traffic light. He's seen taking out a, a lighter, a thumb strike lighter. He just he starts lighting the electrical components under the under the steering wheel on fire, and continues to drive. That's not the bad part of the story. He sets the school bus on fire with the cigarette lighter. Apparently, he was taken to custody in 2022 for the same thing with and, kids on board. And they rehired him? He's been in the district for 20 years. <laughs> He's connected according to the fire marshal. I'm listening to this going, are you effing kidding me? <laughs> this fat fool is talking about how the system worked. The system worked. He was discovered on video surveillance and has been removed. He's linked to eight fires, you moron. Eight <laughs> fires. He's a school bus driver. He lit the school bus on fire with kids on it. Well, let's not. You don't have the full story yet, Ed. Uh, no, I can't <laughs> wait for the rest of it. <laughs> what? Yeah. How did, how he you- gets locked up on back my birthday, April tenth this year, for this lighting a bus on fire. In twenty twenty two, he lit it on fire. He's linked to six other fires besides the two we know of. Why is he driving a bus? So what, is he just I'm a, shocked. Is he a pyromaniac? I'm, I don't. I guess. <laughs> I
4: don't care what he is. You're supposed to be doing the research on this. You usually go down these rabbit holes and we got all the answers we
3: need. Well, they're not giving anybody information. So I'm just like, I'm stunned. Like, this goes back to my frustration yesterday with the main uh, mass shooting. Like, what's wrong with you folks? Seriously. What are you waiting for? A a notarized document that I'm going to set the school bus on fire again? He's done it before. If he did it in 2022, that's it, my friend. You can't work here anymore, and you're under arrest. I'm just... No, you're just waiting for everybody to change their
4: Facebook profile picture, their Twitter picture, yeah. and then all of a sudden, it's thoughts and prayers <laughs> after something goes awry. Well, I'm going to give my shovel to Marcus Jordan. How do you feel about this? All right, so let's let's say you and I worked together for years, right? We were, mm-hmm. We'd worked together for 20 years together, close... Then all of a sudden, my wife and I split up, and your son Jack decides to date my wife. That would be a really awkward situation for you, right? <laughs> yeah, I'd say so, it, yeah. It'd be awkward for you. Well, Marcus Jordan now wants to marry Larsa Pippen, and he wants his dad to be his best man. Now, I love love, okay? Love, it's great, right? You you find the person you're looking for. There's so many people out there. You're telling me the one person for Marcus Jordan is his dad's former teammate's ex-wife? What is going on? How, how do these things happen? Like, I hear stories... Happens all the time. Well, we, in this... Like, worse than this happens. I mean, if you're on Twitter, you can see the videos of a young woman catches her mom sleeping with her boyfriend or yeah. husband. You uh, you know, dad finds out the son blew all the money on video games or whatever. And there was another video that went viral this week of some kid getting his ass whooped by his mom. I think she picked him up and threw him in a bathtub. But, like, there's... <laughs> This is one of the ones where it's like, I get it, and I understand, like, if you found the person and you guys are really in love, I don't know if I'm buying it just yet, but maybe it's because you're in the limelight, but this just looks silly, man. Larson Pippen's bounced around from this to that to this to that, and now it seems like, and poor Scotty's over there bad and Michael, so maybe Michael doesn't even care, but I don't know, I just, I wouldn't want to put my dad in this awkward of a situation.
3: What about LeBron's mom, Delonte West? Like,
4: yeah. And now Delonte West is like homeless? Is he still? Is he I don't know if he's doing better or not. I mean, what, what was that about? Do you, so you think that happened? Yeah. I do too. But like yeah.
3: She said go west. She took it too seriously. Anyway,
4: that's that's your shovels, guys. Uh, we got a phone call here. Somebody wants to get in. Kay is in Baltimore. He wants to talk about force feeding the ball to OBJ. What's up, Kay?
2: Yeah, how you doing this morning, guys? Good. All right. Yeah, I was going to say I wanted to piggyback off what the other guy said. And plus, I wanted to take it a step further. I think the whole organization is kind of forcing them because at the end of the game, it seemed like to me, like the whole uh, offensive coordinator calling a bunch of plays for them trying to get them, like, you know, garbage yards. And um, and this week, John Harbaugh gave him a game ball for getting the pass interference when <laughs> other guys had did plays that was way, you no know, deserved a game ball better than that. So that's all I wanted to say.
4: All right. No, I appreciate it, man. And look, I'll say this, like getting a game ball because you drew a a key pass interference call or even a pass interference call, you can only do so much. Like if you run, let's say you get five targets and four of them you get interfered with. I mean, he has drawn quite a few flags and it's not that egregious where it's been, you know, he's drawn three and four flags a game, but one of them, it's like some guys finish the game with one catch for 13 yards. Some guys have one for 38. You know, we've, We've seen this. Like you can make one big play and change field position. It can amount to a score. Um, Nelson, Nelson Aguilar's had big plays for this offense. So I, there, there might be something to be said about forcing the ball to OBJ. I've thought that myself where it's like, I don't know that he's open. I didn't like the, I don't like this fade route. I don't, you know, I understand certain things you're going to throw to players. Like to me, the fade route is you have one option. You throw the ball up. You better hope that your guy gets there and he's the one coming down with it. I've always hated that play. Um, but because I think there are better plays where you can find guys open than just throwing it right off the bat.
3: I do too, and I think you you shouldn't be doing that. It seems like he's almost abandoned the running back. You know, his, his outlet passes and, and is forcing these throws. He's made up his mind. I'm going to whoever. Yeah, I'm going to three. Okay, and he does it in the middle. What? And they've abandoned kind of throwing to their their running backs.
4: And you know that's really problematic if you're doing that pre-read, pre-snap read. If you've already made up your mind where you're going, yeah. I think it's bad. Like, you can make up your mind and say, look, I think he's going to be open. That's my first read. I got to look for this. Mm-hmm. And you look, and it's not open, Then you go to the next read. Yeah. You know, like, it's – and again, we don't know if he's forcing the ball in there, but there is that perception. There's been a lot of talk about it that he could be. Um, only time will tell. All right, we've got uh, some more baseball coming up. Commissions Baltimore at 845. Cordell's going to join us at 9. Ryan Ripkin is going to join us next. We'll break down that World Series, get his thoughts um, on uh, tonight's big game as we get a, a game four – uh, game five, excuse me, and uh, it'll be the last game in Arizona tonight. And it's a pretty good pitching matchup. As you get Zach Gallen going up against Nathan Avaldi. as I was telling you that my algorithm likes Gallen a little bit more than Avaldi tonight. I don't know if that has to do with Garcia being out of the lineup. And a you have an lineup. algorithm? Yeah, I got an algorithm I use. It's smart. Hmm. Sounds Helps fancy. It, I, I like saying it. It does make it sound I still love when you say that. It's my algorithm. I have my algorithm. I bought it. I don't have an algorithm. I bought it. I so I want one. I use it. You want one? I don't know why, but I want one. All right, We'll get you set up with one. But we are going to talk to Ryan Ripkin. Talk some baseball, World Series that's coming up next, right here on the Fan. Welcome back, Big Bad Morning Show. Jeremy Connett Norris. Rob Long's off today. He'll be back tomorrow, as long as he gets that hole sealed back up. <laughs> so, all right, we're gonna we're gonna switch gears here. We've been talking about a lot of different things. Talked about the World Series earlier, and we welcome in ryan ripkin to discuss what we saw last night ryan first off how are you man
5: i'm good how are we doing this wednesday
4: good good doing well i wanted to ask you because i know in uh, your podcast you had kyle bradish uh, how did that go because it sounded like you guys were having some fun
5: kyle yeah it was it was good it was um great to catch up with him more so people don't know you know kyle and i were teammates in uh in norfolk so it was great to just be able to catch up with him i felt I didn't want to bother him during the season, so now that it was over it was great and um yeah, I got to got to talk about some some uh different topics. Um so it, it was fun. He was uh he was always a uh, a great teammate too. So I'm yeah. really happy uh of how successful his season was.
3: So, what do you think of this <laughs> so much I want to talk about the World Series? So, I guess I'll just start with the fact that have you seen anyone as good on the road as the Rangers?
5: Um, well, historically, I don't think we have ever. not think like so either. Right? Yeah. They just broke the record. Most postseason wins are just to be undefeated. Uh, 10-0, I believe, is the number. Yep. You know, and uh, man, truly unbelievable. Kind of like a team of destiny. And, and maybe uh, they're still playing Creed in the locker rooms. I don't know what it is, but... Hopefully for Orioles fans, they can understand, you know, sometimes these, these moments happen and Texas is doing something historic, you know, and, and that's, that's the amazing, the fact that you would think in the playoffs of having home field advantage, that would matter, but to Texas, it's their advantage. That's what's, that's what's really changed the whole outlook for the Rangers this postseason. So, um, really impressive, and I think yesterday, just so impressive, losing Garcia, and uh, their offense, early and often, just didn't skip a beat.
4: So, last night, so Garcia goes out, and then Travis Jankowski comes in. I love spots like this when a guy gets an opportunity, and he comes through, he's your nine-hole hitter, he's out there for defensive purposes in a bullpen-type game, um, and not knowing what you're going to see, you know, so... I, I thought it was really cool and I love seeing spots like that where guys come through that have been you know playing this game for a long time but aren't considered the superstars.
5: Yeah, I mean I think that's the awesome or, or the beauty of um any sport, but then postseason baseball, right? It's always you know who's gonna step up and, and usually you have your stars, you know, do do their thing, but it's the other guys that, that, that come in and make an effort and actually you know, I, I love that, too. You know, I'd look back at some of the series for Texas and see some of their other players, um, you know, make big impacts. Uh, one of them actually jumps in my mind at the in game two against the Orioles. Um, one of the relief pitchers came in. I'm, I'm blanking on uh, – uh, his name now, of course, as I want to explain it, but no, everyone's talking about their offense. But he came in and, and threw, I think, three scoreless innings when the Orioles were trying to battle back. And boy, man, no one's going to remember his name specifically. They're going to think about the 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 big the big hitters and and players. But it's players like that having moments that make an impact. And it was awesome to see when his moment was called ap- uh called upon Jankowski last night. Um, he answered the bell and you know in the on the biggest stage which which is aw- all which is amazing to watch what
3: well, we talking Jeremy, I were talking about as we opened the show was a surprise with some of the decision making I, I i i've not made it to the major a manager however <laughs> i don 't know why you' pitched to Corey Seeger with first base open and two outs given he's probably the best player in baseball who's not
5: Shohei Ohtani like
3: and, and they made him pay. Am I wrong or do you feel differently?
5: Yeah, I would try to find a way to if I could and not have to face Corey Seager, I would I would take that option. No doubt about it. You know, it's um everyone has different reasons. There's analytics to it. Maybe it's a gut uh decision um you know, so I can't fault with that, but it's true. You know, it, you, you got to be careful, and especially right now, with, if Garcia was, you know, having the postseason that he had, Corey Seager was right there too. You know, and, and truly, you're right. Corey Seager, um, this year and overall, you know, people might not want to admit this, but he really is a top five player, top five position player in all of baseball when he is fully healthy and, and he's showing that. So far this postseason. It just reminds. I did.
3: I brought up something yesterday about because Frank Howard passed. Mm-hmm. And at one point in his career, in twenty at bat, at bats, he had ten home runs. And my thinking was, who was the genius that kept pitching to him? Yeah. <laughs> like,
4: why, <laughs> why would
3: you do that?
4: No, I want to frustrate him and keep him as cold as it's possible. The,
3: it's a record to this day, most home runs in a week. Yeah,
5: yeah. This
4: is crazy. I'm talking to Ryan Ripkin here on the Big Bad Morning Show. Ed Norris, Jeremy Kahn here with you. So Ryan, uh, talk to me about the pitching matchup tonight. Zach Allen. He's still Zach Gallon, and he can flip the script at any given moment, but he hasn't looked outside of that Dodger series. He hasn't looked great in the post season. I don't think he's been terrible or anything, but um, you know, he was a front runner for the Cy Young in the national league for a good while. Um, and then we get Nathan Evaldi who it seems like he's found the fountain of youth in the post season. He looks really good since having a bad September.
5: Yeah. I mean, Zach obviously had a, a great year Um but since that Dodgers game, you know, it has been a little bit rocky. It's been five earned runs, four earned runs, th- three earned runs. And not saying that that won't do the job, mm-hmm. but I don't think that's going to do the job he- it tonight. I think he's going to have to go out there and get his best outing of this postseason to give themselves a chance. And on the other other side, Nathan Evaldi, you know, I think people forgot too. He, he had that injury that made him miss time during the season and that month of September, he was obviously still trying to find it and and uh, boy, was he not finding it. He was finding a lot of barrels, <laughs> having a lot of having a lot of uh run, runners coming home. but Evaldi, even back when he was at the Red sox, he's he knows how to pitch in the postseason. He's comfortable in the postseason, and so for if you're a Rangers fan, this is the guy you want on the mound to close out a series because he seems like he elevates his game. Uh, and he certainly did against – I'm sorry again for Orioles fans, but he certainly did against Baltimore. Um, and, and I wouldn't be surprised if we see another great outing. So Zach Allen's definitely going to have to bring his best performance of the postseason to keep the D-backs alive.
3: Does this make Orioles fans feel any better? Because as, soon as the Orioles lost, they got swept in the postseason. The talk was, well, naturally – that's a young team, the bright lights got bright, they just, you know, choked, and they can't... I don't think so. I think this Rangers team is a juggernaut, offensively anyway, and they got hot at the right time, and they've been rolling through everybody. Does this Should this make people feel any better?
5: Uh, you know, I don't know if anyone ever is going to uh, feel good about the Orioles being swept, you know, and if you're mm-hmm. a fan, you're going to be disappointed, But but to be completely honest again... Sometimes, if you, if you take a look back and see what Texas is doing, they, they really are being a team of destiny. And they, and they are doing something that no team, and I'll repeat that, no team in postseason history has gone on the road and won 10 straight games. And so when you saw it early, you thought, well, maybe this was, um, oh, the, the lights are too bright. Well, guess what? Texas had to go to Houston and win four times. They didn't win a home game, and yes, Houston's worse at home for some reason. That's a whole different story, but I think it's just understanding. That sometimes it happens, and um, Texas really was one of the best teams all year, and they just were the hot team at the right time. And to me, they look like the team that's going to take home the World Series.
4: Ryan Ripken, do they end it tonight?
5: Ah. You know what? I think that they might. I was I was I thought D backs were gonna tie the series up last night and send it there, but with Divaldi on the mound, I, I think Texas uh they smell blood in the water. I think that they put it away and, and they uh claim their first World Series. So hopefully the series continues, but we'll see.
4: Good stuff, man. We look forward to talking to you down the line and uh enjoy the baseball
5: tonight and then we'll we'll catch up with you. All right, sounds good, guys. Have a great rest of your Wednesday. Thanks we go.
4: That's Ryan Ripkin. Uh, great stuff as always. Just talking about the World Series here, and I, I thought it was cool. Like it, we, when we had um, Kelly Ripkin in Ryan's mom. Yeah, she was telling the you know talking about you know his time in the minor leagues and how close he was to all those guys. So it was kind of cool seeing the interview with him and uh, Kyle Braddish and those guys going back and forth. Um, and uh, you know, there's. You're going to see that uh, you know, moving forward with a lot of these young guys that are going to be on this roster for quite a long time, uh, the familiarity with some of these players. But we shall see. All right, we have more coming. We shall com- see. Yes, we have Cordell Woodland coming up at 9 o'clock. But up next, it's Commissions Baltimore. Ed, what are
3: we going to get into? Oh, I got a big surprise for you today. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I like surprises. Do you? No. <laughs> <laughs> We're not talking cops and robbers this segment. What are we talking? We're going to talk clothing. Ooh. My favorite. I think you'll be able to participate in this one, though. Okay.
4: All right. We're going to get into clothing next in the Commission's Baltimore. That's just com- for you, though. That's coming up right here on 105.7. Am I trying stuff on? Fashion show. It's going to be something show. you Fashion have Fashion show at work. We're coming back. <laughs> All right, guys. Time for Commission's Baltimore. Jeremy Conn, Ed Norris here with you on the Big Bad Morning Show. No Rob Long. So, Ed, where are we going?
3: We're going to go to the. Uh, it's just stuff that's been running around my brain recently. I don't know why. I think because it, I've just been looking at myself and wondering how much things have changed. And I just wanted to talk about it for a little bit since we have a free segment, do whatever I want, as mm-hmm. they tell me. Most of my life, I went to work in a suit and tie, then wore a uniform, same day, I'd come in a really nice suit, always have a tie knotted neatly, come in, take that off, put on a uniform, make sure it was pressed, looked you know sharp. That's how I went. That's my work day. That's how I conducted myself. An off-duty day would wear a suit. Over the last decades, things have changed dramatically to where people started having casual Friday, you know, you wear business clothes four days a week, and then on Friday you can come in without a tie on, but you couldn't wear jeans and a t-shirt. You had to wear like dress pants and a shirt or khakis and a shirt and look presentable, and that was business casual. Since COVID, all bets are off. Nobody dresses anymore. No. Nobody. Nope, and it's not just you. I mean, I know you make fun of yourself saying this is what you like to well, wear. This is, s- what
4: I've always, this is what I wore before. Kirby. Well,
3: you were you were a visionary. <laughs> <laughs> You were ahead of your time, and I will give you credit with setting the trend, because now everyone dresses like you. What is that, Art Decor or Art Nouveau? It's Art uncle. So it, it prompted me to ask a question, Now, because now I've realized it. I meet people for lunch now. If it's a woman, they come in yoga pants and a t-shirt. If it's guys, they'll come in shorts and a t-shirt. It's like, no one puts any effort anymore. It's a, now you wear gym clothes. You don't even wear like jeans and a nice shirt. Now it's just, I'm going in gym stuff. That's how I go out about my day. So I thought, well, what the hell? This is how we dress now. So I'm going to just, you know, embrace it. But I thought I'd put a question out to you and the listeners because this is is legit. Okay. Because I mean this because I've seen this on other sports shows and it was something I thought I wanted to do one day because something I loved, and I bet, I don't know if you did because maybe you don't give a rat's ass about this stuff, but you remember starter jackets? Yeah. Had them. Thank you. Good. So I wanted to know. So, what? I. You want to know what team? I want to know what, yeah, surprisingly, I want to know what teams you had and what was you absolutely positively, if I don't have this one, I'm going to kill myself jacket.
4: Um, So I had a couple different ones. Uh, I'll start it off. I had the Cubs or Cubs, uh, the Bears. When I was a kid, the first football game I watched was the Bears and Walter Payton. So I loved Walter Payton. So, like, my dad got me a Walter Payton jersey when I was a kid, mm-hmm. and um, they got me a Cubs, or Cubs, I keep saying Cubs, Bears starter jacket. And then the cool thing back then was, I remember Frank Thomas was coming in, and the White Sox were off, and everybody loved the black hat with the white, the white, White Sox, Sox uniform. So I had a White Sox starter yeah. jacket. I had an Orioles starter jacket. I think I had a Terps one, too, or a Maryland one. Um, and then uh, I, the other thing I won was, and most people had these, was a Charlotte Hornets I won it in a, in a game of one-on-one. I beat a guy and got a Charlotte Hornet jacket, starter uh-huh. jacket, and a, a suede hat.
3: Suede hat? Yeah, a suede Charlotte yeah.
4: Hornets hat. But yeah, I had those.
3: And it, anyone that, those were gifts. Anyone you absolutely positively had to have after that or that you didn't have? Oh,
4: I wanted the Bears one right off the bat, but then when I saw everybody wearing the White sock stuff, that was mm-hmm. me trying to fit in and be the cool kid. Every, I don't know why, maybe it was just a cool look, or I don't know if somebody wore it in a movie or something, but... It was. Like, I, had
3: the cool, I still have the white stock stuff, as yeah. you know. You see my white socks yeah. gear. But that was. I just popular. love their 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 logo and their colors, and I like black and white and all that stuff. All right. I just want Joe. Are you old? Are you old enough for start Jack? I mean, they're back I now. I had one.
6: Uh, well, they were hand me downs, but I had. Um, so my brothers had. Uh, they're Jeremy's. One of them's Jeremy's age. The other one's a little bit younger than that. But they had. Uh, had a Washington one. There was a Raiders one.
3: What, Redskins or baseball?
6: Um, Redskins. Redskins. Um, they were yeah. They were always football and basketball. I didn't know they made baseball starter jackets. Mm-hmm. Um, oh
3: yeah. Well, mine would do, you can try to guess what mine were.
6: Well, you had the Jets.
3: Jets.
4: I would assume the Rangers. Blackhawks. Um, yeah.
3: Just because I love that. That is one of the best logos in sports. Okay. Um,
4: did you have any bat? Did you have a Knicks
3: one? Uh, no? no, I have a lot of Knicks gear. I never had a Knicks starter jacket. Yeah, I have Knicks gear now. You like my last sweatshirt? Animal. Oh yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I'm just curious. I did, and I, and now, and they're still around. And even if Starter's not in business, there are companies. There's one called Homage or, uh, that makes Starter gear. Apparently, because I've been looking it up all morning, trying to you know prepare for the segment, see what's out there, and um, so they they still make these. And the other one, the one I never got that I would buy to this day, if I can find one, is Houston Oilers. Mm-hmm. My favorite uniform. I love their the whole. I love the Oilers when I was a kid. Anyway, I did Dan too. Pastorini and Earl Campbell and all that. And my
4: well, so I'm a oven Bethay. I was a little bit past that because my my brother liked the Bills. Remember the the Bills against the Titans and Frank Reich's big comeback and all that other like the stuff that went on. Or Titans, the, the Oilers, I should say. But I was a big Haywood Jeffries fan back in the so I remember that great comeback and like trying to mock him and get under his skin a little bit because the Bills kept losing.
6: <laughs> they have they have Oilers, uh starter jackets. They do? Yeah, they're on that website. Um uh, is it Homage or Homage? I, now it's gonna bother me. I think it's homage. I don't know. But they have one on there.
4: Why don't you tell us, Mr. Pronunciation?
6: Pronunciation. <laughs> Pronunciation. Pronunciation. It's not it's just It's not pronunciation. It's just the way that it's said.
4: No, it's the way it's pronounced.
6: But you're. All right. Am I saying blueberries wrong? Spider-Man? (laughs) Spider-Man. Big Mac? That's what I'm saying, man. I was listening to a podcast the other day and this British guy said uh, Potomac instead of Potomac. And it really bothered me.
3: (laughs) I love that dumb stuff bother people. mm. But this is the stuff I think about. Yeah. And I'm dead serious. I'm obsessed about this stuff. And I, I he just told me now, I'm a couple of years away from Social Security. I may buy that oilless jacket and wear it proudly all winter. Here. It's not as
6: it, it's not that expensive. They sell um, some knockoff ones too that are much cheaper. But uh, knowing you, I know you don't want a knockoff one. No, no, don't yeah, do that.
4: I remember how much I begged my parents for uh, a Walter Payton jersey and then a Bears starter jacket. And I, people that know me, like. I wear a lot of the same stuff. It's always clean, but I wear a lot of the same stuff over. Like I have mult, I have some shirts that I have multiple shirts of it because I like it.
3: You have had fifteen Life Med hoodies. It's, yeah, I love them. And you it's have cool. one on today, yes. and yesterday, and the day before, and I tomorrow. Do. I will. I probably
4: will have a Life Med <laughs> hoodie on tomorrow. They're so damn comfortable. I'm gonna get you one, Joe. What size are you?
6: I. How do they fit? It looks pretty loose. Yeah. Well, I, This is a
4: two XL on me, but I always get two XL. Do you have one. a
6: Life Med starter jacket?
4: No, I do have uh, a LifeMed um I'm I'm trying to get like Life Med under
3: Ruse. They're supposed to make us pajamas.
4: Are they?
5: Remember
3: they did the segment oh. of pajamas and ba- oh, bathrobes. Bathrobes. Bathrobes it was. Yeah. But I said I wear a bathrobe. I have bathrobes anyway, I don't wear
4: We could do like the, the Orioles colors with the bathrobes uh, when they were in their their outfits. Yeah. They're Sponsored Snug- by Rev Wave. Snuggies, yeah. <laughs> Go get your Rev Wave done. Walk around in your I don't know how you Games Red... Wave. No, it's it's called it's called Rev Wave now. They but changed it? Yeah. I've only been doing it for a year, Ed. <laughs> reads, are, the
6: reads are burned into my <laughs> yeah. mind.
4: See, I don't know. Life Med should be sponsoring the morning show. Get up with us in the morning. Brought to you by RevWave. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. All right. <laughs> it doesn't have to be hard in the morning,
3: but it can be. RevWave.
4: See, these are all Sub
6: salesman here is gonna steal your idea and yeah. take all the credit. <laughs>
4: yeah, how this it's how it works.
3: It's only ever that ambitious. Yeah. Just kidding, guys. <laughs> See you at the next Halloween party. Here's the lecture I'm gonna get. I'll make fun of
6: my sales staff. Yeah.
3: Womp womp. I'm
6: gonna love it when I replay this for the encore. <laughs> yeah.
4: Then let's just start making fun of management. You start Ed, and then I'll follow
3: after you. Oh, I, it's fine. I have no. I, I told Chuck I was, we were all going to dress in him for Halloween yesterday. We just couldn't get it together in did you, time. Did you
4: tell him that? Absolutely. We, we have to do that next year. Yeah, we're all going to have golf clubs. Yeah,
3: going to have a golf club. Yeah,
4: Either some that random or gonna, baseball
3: yeah, bat. I'm going to be a a woman burning myself at the stake.
4: I I was just going to say something about that. It's like when um uh god which which one where somebody was asking the family we all have to dress up as this mm-hmm. oh i know what it was we're all dressing up as witches and the dad dressed up as a can of man which which i thought was just perfect that's nice. hilarious yeah I, and so they're all wearing witches outfits and the dad's wearing a can of man <sighs> it's just great
3: that anyway, is pretty funny yeah.
4: actually <laughs> all right that's your uh give your wife a big bad morning show Joe, is there any story jacket
3: you nice. need to have
6: not really. I, honestly, um, this is sacrilegious. I don't really, I don't really think they're that cool looking. Do you want me to get you any
3: cross colors? I, and I wonder is because of the uh, the era, because I just because it reminds the, you of my young youth. The only one I, I, I thought the
6: Hornets one. one when I was younger looked really cool. The old Charlotte Hornets. Now, one. did you get, you like the windbreaker right? Like the jacket, the satin yeah. ones. Yeah, yeah, I so, like those yeah. too.
4: With the little yeah. pouch in the front too. No, did you have that one. I had that one.
6: No, I liked
3: just the satin snap by the front jackets. Okay.
4: Yeah, yeah. I had the one with the pouch. I could put stuff in it. Like a kangaroo. Anyway. All right. We got our five.
3: <laughs> what, didn't I tell you a bad joke earlier and you just looked at me and said, shut up. It was so bad. Four cigarettes in a boat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It was the worst one ever. I'll, say, I'll, God I'll save fare. it for later. All right. I'll, say,
4: I'll do it later. All right. We're coming up on the final hour of the program. Jeremy at Norris, Rob Long's off today. We are going to talk about James Harden, which I can't wait. Um, at 9-15. I got a lot to say about him. Cordell Woodland's coming up next. We'll get his thoughts on the Ravens coming up this weekend. Not making any deals yesterday. Uh, we'll talk to Cordell right here on 105.7 The Fan.